0: Welcome to Ghouls Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I did a joke this week, stupid joke. What kind of exercise do lazy people do? None. Diddly squats? <laughs> that's what i do. <laughs> diddly squats. <Yeah. laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, and i have to start off with i think they're just like funny things that kids have said. So, uh first one, a second or third grade student was always tired and falling asleep in class. The teacher asked her what the problem was, and the kids said that her parents were really noisy with each other after she went to bed and it kept her up. She had to explain to the child gently and patiently Your parents are busy looking after you when you're awake, so if they want to play or have fun, they have to wait till after you go to bed. The kid must have told her parents what she had learned because the teacher said that the next parent-teacher interview, the mother was beat red the whole meeting. (laughs) That's, oh my gosh, it's embarrassing.
1: (laughs) It's natural, though. Yeah, but to keep your kid up that much
0: to where they're noticeably tired at school yeah yeah that's that's true. excessive (laughs) (laughs) and like just you got a kid quiet (laughs) down (laughs) oh okay next one i used to do science programming for kids in the middle of a library summer reading program i picked a little girl probably four or five years old to come up and be my volunteer for a magic trick Uh, which then you explain the science of after it was done. I asked her what her name was. She said it into the mic with zero shyness in front of approximately 200 kids and adults. I asked if she had ever heard of the trick we were going to do, and she said, Nope. My favorite dinosaur is a Triceratops, and I like your shoes. My dad is back there. Hi, Dad. But my mom couldn't count tonight because she got a shot in her bottom and can't sit on these hard chairs this place has. The audience couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) Wow. Way too much information. Yes. (laughs) Next one, we were talking about calling for help and what a real emergency is. This is tricky with 10-year-olds because you want to use real emergency examples but not freak them out either. One kid came up with a good question when she asked, So if your mom gives birth in the kitchen, that's an emergency, right? Sure enough, mom picked him up with his baby brother who was born last week in their kitchen. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. Zoom school has made some of our classroom parents all too aware of what their kindergartners are telling us. One child says she's going to have a baby brother. Then another volunteered that she wanted a baby brother but would probably never get one, because her mom said she didn't want to have another kid ever again, her dad was in the background doing something else, but turned toward the camera when he heard that and locked eyes with me, all red-faced and wide-eyed. Do you imagine what your kids are telling people <laughs> like at that age when they just say oh, anything? Who knows? Oh my gosh! could be anything. <laughs> Next one: my daughter's kindergarten kindergarten teacher told me about how one child entertained them at show and tell by being extra generous and welcoming when it was their turn they uh, regaled regaled uh, the whole class with a complete report on the new alarm system in their house this was a report of course including the code and where the keypad was located behind the curtains oh my gosh (laughs) Next one, I had a girl stay for some help after school one day. At the time, I was teaching geometry to 10th grade in a mostly Hispanic school. She told me about growing up in Peru until about the age of 10 or so. She was telling me that she worked with her uncle sometimes on the weekend. I asked what kind of work they did. Many of our kids worked construction with their families. He's a clown, and I'm his DJ. That really gave me a smile. (laughs) (laughs) I taught a son of a second-grade teacher... He came in one weekend talking about drinking lots of kid beer over the weekend at his dad's house. I had to mention it to his mother, of course, so when his mom stopped by later, I mentioned the story to her. She simply shook her head and said, it's apple juice. I keep telling his dad to stop calling it kid beer. (laughs) That's a dad for you. Yeah. Um to cla- call it kid
1: beer for. I know it's
0: not <laughs> apple juice at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, let's see. on a class field trip to the fire department, I once had a chronic blurter patiently raise her hand as the firemen went around and answered questions. While pointing at the fire pole, she shared with the entire group, including several parent volunteers, that her mommy and daddy have one of those in their bedroom. <laughs> She followed it up with the reassurance that she isn't allowed to play on it, <laughs> oh, my oh, my gosh. These kids. <laughs> Next one. When my son was in kindergarten, he told the teacher that he was thankful this Thanksgiving that his dad was coming home from the Marines. So his teacher contacted my wife and asked if she wanted to set up some kind of surprise where I would show up to their class. My wife was like, um, who do you think has been picking him up from school every day? Now, mind you, I was in the Army, not the Marines, and I had gotten out a few years before he was even born. So why did he say this? When we asked him why, he told the teacher that he said he forgot. (laughs) What the heck is that? I was walking a new student to IT, and they happily shared the story of his plump cousin who was wanted by the sheriff because he's behind in his child support. The plump cousin is plump because he drinks energy drinks and not water. He also doesn't pay child support because he doesn't like kids. Said cousin also smells a bit like cheese, and his feet have long toenails. Ew. The student kept going on like this and saying things, so on and so forth, until we reached the IT office. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. Next one, during virtual learning at a time of day where we would just give the kids a little time to talk to each other after lunch, one boy was telling another boy how his dad had hooked up his iPad to the TV so he could watch videos or something like that. These kids are kindergartners. He said to the other boy, quote, has your dad ever done that? That's when the second boy spilled all the tea. No, my dad definitely can't do that. My dad never comes to pick me up. He never even watches me. Now, obviously, this was terrible and such a heartbreaking thing to hear. But what was so amusing was just his innocence and candidness as a five-year-old kid. He just came right out and aired it all out. And again, this was virtual learning. So the kid's poor mother was in the background yelling, stop it. Don't say that. (laughs) She was horrified. It was sad to hear, but also so funny to hear him just be so straight up in front of a class of 25 kids and two teachers. (laughs) uh next one i used to have a small farm with the usual farm animals i also went to schools and brought along animals and educated the various classes on animal care etc i always invited elementary school classes to come and take a tour of the farm this would entertain the children every year the teachers took me up on the offer at the time i also had several animals up in my house including a few squirrel monkeys One of them was really, really old, and she had no teeth. A young boy in the second grade was laughing and playing with that older monkey while I talked to the class that surrounded the monkey cages. The old monkey was gumming his finger, and he couldn't stop laughing. Finally, the little boy said, Hey, Jacob, come here and let her bite you. It feels just like Grandma. (laughs) And while I was showing them the possum, I was bottle feeding back to health. A little boy said he had a bunch of them in his bedroom closet. Hmm. Huh? Possums. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Next one. A kid in one of my classes told me that they learned that Santa isn't real. And in fact, it's actually their parents eating the milk and cookies. But as they said, it's not right that they have to make the milk and cookies and eat it. They cook for me and I eat what they cook. So I learned how to make cookies and I also pour the milk now. So wholesome. They told me that they have a younger sibling and they were going to keep making milk and cookies for Santa until the sibling gets older. Then they'll teach him how to do it, too. Aww. that is so cute. It is. Next one. I worked in an inclusive preschool for a bit, and many of our students were either nonverbal or limited verbal. We brought in green limeade with snack one day, and one of the little boys who could barely speak 20 words shouted, It's a margarita! <laughs> at the top of his lungs it was the first full sentence he had ever said it was amazing and we laughed so hard and he loved it his verbal abilities started rapidly increasing afterwards but we all knew what mommy did at home if your limited verbal child can name a margarita that means they're seeing a lot of margaritas uh-huh. <laughs> that is hilarious this kid was at the time probably around only nine years old. Her parents had their own bathroom and she had been poking around in there because of course, kids do that kind of stuff. As she poked around, she found a pair of handcuffs. Because she was a child, she just assumed that it had ha- that it had something to do with her dad's job. When she thought back on this memory as a teenager, it immediately occurred to her that her father was not a cop and he <laughs> did not work security either) <laughs> That's hilarious. Imagine her face. Yeah. (laughs) I was teaching first grade in Central America, and in the lunch line, one of the boys saw me pay with what looked like a lot of cash. He looked up at me and said, my dad has a lot of cash, too. He keeps it in boxes in his closet. I actually had a decent relationship with his dad and told him about the comment. He just looked at me with a smile and called it go money. I didn't get that. I Okay. Anyway, next one. (laughs) I was asked what I did with my dad over the weekend. I said nothing. All dad did all weekend was sit in bed drinking and sleeping. I didn't do anything else all weekend. What I didn't tell my teacher was that my father was sick all weekend and needed bed rest and juice and water. (laughs) My teacher reasonably assumed my dad had had drinking issues and a call went home to confirm everything was okay. (laughs) Okay. That's hilarious, though. That's what oh, it sounds like. Oh,
1: horrible to get that call.
0: Yeah, he just drinks and sleeps all the time. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, once a super quiet 10th grader, whom I probably heard speaking only twice the entire year, proclaimed that she was the product of a one-night stand. I was shocked that she spoke out in class and with what she said, too. So, of course, I said, what? She went on to explain that her mom was under the influence at a bar and got impregnated in some guy's car. After she shop, she stopped sharing all the family secrets, the entire class looked at me, and I just said, "Thank you for sharing." Education programs do not prepare you for those moments. <laughs> and those are mine for the beginning. All right. I did. People who
1: live in remote places describe the creepiest things they've experienced in the wilderness. That's a really long title. (laughs) My husband worked nights so I'd be alone on a a huge acreage. One night I go into the kitchen to make tea and I look outside to see the moon and there is a face on the other side of the window. (laughs) I scream and it wakes up my aging husky who starts to howl Dude bolts, I call the cops and wait forever, locked in my pantry. Hmm. Next day, my husband and I ride on horseback our whole property. We find a small makeshift cabin on the northwest corner. We find stuff stolen from our laundry line and canned stuff from our kitchen. He had pinned up selfies in the cabin he had taken while in our bed and sitting at our daughter's child-sized dinner table.
0: What? Mm -hmm. Ew, no
1: that's so horrible. When we first moved in here I kept thinking I'd hear someone walking in the house while I was alone. It's a flood zone so the house is on stilts and you can hear footsteps when anyone walks across the floor. Of course this is Texas so I'd just grab my handgun and go see if someone had come in. Also my mother-in-law has a key and when she drops in and leaves things for the family she sometimes won't relock the door. I kept feeling like I was going to walk into a room and someone would be there, just feeling oddly washed all day for a few days. My husband didn't think anything of it, and one night he jumped out of bed, grabbed his handgun, and started going through the house, slamming all the doors wide open. He said he heard banging in the kitchen like someone was going through the pantry. He was adamant he had heard someone. Nothing. Doors still locked. My niece got home from her grandmother's house, and a few nights later asked if she could sleep on a cot in our room. She's a teenager, not a small kid, so I asked her what was wrong. She didn't want to tell us because we wouldn't believe her. Just that she didn't want to be alone. She said she heard banging in the kitchen, and when she heard that or felt like someone was in the house, she would see a man in the window of her room, so she basically noped out and came to us. We let her stay, and the next day we were all a little uneasy. My husband, a notorious non-believer in the paranormal, came in looking shaken and said he had closed her door after bringing her laundry into the room, and a man had been smiling at him in the window. Ew! The windows on the house are almost 20 feet in the air because of the stilts the house sits on.
0: Ew, what? (gasps) I just got chills on that one. And that's a different one, too, because normally the people who hear the shit is writing in. You don't hear about, like, yeah, my husband heard crazy shit. Nobody else did. I grew up in the middle of the woods in Louisiana.
1: Our closest neighbor was 20 miles away. Our house was on a hill, and at the bottom was the creek that went through the woods for miles and miles. My grandfather would always tell us there were people living in the woods, crazy inbred folks on some the hills have eyes shit. But I always assumed he was just trying to creep us out. (laughs) So one night when I was like eight years old, I sat in the living room watching Pearl Harbor. My father comes into the living room and tells me not to move. That he heard footsteps and the back door slammed shut on his way to the bathroom. He thinks someone was in the house and that he scared them off when he walked down the hallway to the bathroom. So he leaves the house, leaving the front door wide open, which (laughs) scared the shit out of me. I pause the movie and just listen to silence for a couple of minutes. And of course, the guy is still inside. I'm staring out of the doorway to the living room and see the top of a head peek around the corner. Oh, my God. A head with a white sheet over it. What? Cut and tied at the neck. I'm paralyzed, and even if I wanted to run, there'd be nowhere to go but towards this creepy-ass dude. Oh, my God. He just stares at me for what feels like forever before he leaves towards the back of the house. The back door slams again. I just sit there and start crying until my dad comes back inside. My dad tells me that he that as he rounded the corner of the back of the house, he got caught the guy leaving out the back door. The guy sees my dad and books it down the hill. Then there's a gunshot. According to father, my grandfather had been sitting on his porch next door and saw the guy walking toward our house. So he grabbed his gun, got back outside in time to see the guy running down the hill, and shot the dude in the leg. The guy fell, then got back up again before my grandfather could take another shot and disappeared into the woods. By the time the cops showed up, he was gone. The search They search, but can't find the guy. They do find a run-down sort of shack a mile or so into the woods, filled with nothing but pots and pans. So that was weird.
0: What? Oh, my God. If someone was in your house with a sheet over their head and tied at the neck. Oh, my God. That is one of the scariest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, my God.
1: Well, they said they were inbred, so they could have... Oh, my gosh. ...birth defects or something. Yeah. They're trying to cover it up, maybe. Oh, that is so scary. When I lived way out in the middle of nowhere, Australia, nothing but desert outside, nearest neighbors were about 10 kilometers away, our place was at the end of a long dirt road with only our house, no others, so no one came down there unless they were there specifically to visit us. I was taking a bath one night, look up and see a man's face staring at me through the window. Freaked the fuck out, got out of the bath, robe on, etc., and told so. That's I think, weird. I think What's that's it? significant other. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay and told significant other who said i probably imagined it especially since that window was so high up no one could reach it from outside house on stumps <laughs> i guess that's like the still
0: yeah thing.
1: i made him go look out there and yeah someone had gone to our shed which was a good 500 meters away from the house got some wooden pallets stacked them up and peeped through my window if it were a random peeper in an easier accessible location like a suburb, it probably would have weirded me out a little, but then got over it. But the amount of work this guy had to go to makes me remember him to this day and wonder how the hell he got out there with no car. Did he just live on our property or nearby in the bush
0: somewhere? Ugh. What is it with people staring at other people's windows? I don't
1: know. Bye. I- I creep myself out sometimes because when it's dark outside, I'll be like, I want to look out the window. I might see someone. (laughs) Hold on, I got to open it. When I was younger, about five, me and my family lived in a big house that was in the woods. My bedroom was on the first floor with a window about 15 feet wide and six feet tall. Huge window. It was so oddly large that we could never find curtains or blinds for it. So I just had a bare window, which was fine because, like I said, we were in the middle of the woods. I woke up in the middle of the night with that feeling of being watched, and I saw a man wearing all black standing at my window watching me. I screamed, and when I screamed, he ran off into the woods.
0: Okay, a huge ass window that's just bare uh-uh. is not okay. No. Never okay. No. You can always find something a sheet, something to go over it. That is Two scary. Sheets? Especially if you're in the middle of the woods. That is the scariest thing ever. (laughs) There is no way I could live like that.
1: No, because when you're inside, it's dark
0: outside. The lights are on. You can't see outside. It's just like a
1: mirror. Yeah. like
0: just Mm -hmm. reflects you. Oh, my gosh. That is too scary.
1: When I was young, my grandmother lived in a very rural part of Ireland, and my brother and I were sent to visit her for a couple of weeks every summer. Frequently, my grandmother would send us out to do little jobs for her, bring bread or jam to neighbors or to collect turf for the fire. One summer's day, she gave me a loaf of bread and sent me to a house about three or four miles away. The laneway to the house was narrow and lined by thick hedges, and as I was walking, I became aware of a man within the hedges who was watching me and walking the laneway with me. I was extremely frightened and ran the rest of the way. I think the woman of the house knew that something had happened. Had frightened me when I arrived, she made me tea and sandwiches with my grandmother's bread and let me stay and play with her dogs until her eldest son got back so he could drive me back to my grandmother's house. thanks Mrs. staunton. <laughs> I still don't know who it was that was watching and following me, or how long they had been doing so before I noticed Mm-mm. Mm-mm. it's scary. My significant other and I lived in a small cabin up in the Appalachian Mountains on an isolated 40-acre plot. It was our first week in the cabin. Sometime in the middle of the night, we heard a blood-curdling scream right outside our window. Not just once, but over and over again for Mm. about a minute.
0: Oh, God.
1: Now, there are animals that that do sound like like women screaming. Yeah,
0: Yeah, there are. Especially if that's like a minute, that probably was getting attacked or something. Yeah, something.
1: My grandparents' house is right outside of town. A neighborhood is on one side, but on all the other sides, everyone has an acre or two they're sitting on, including my grandparents. So isolated-ish. A friend and I were smoking cigarettes in the large enclosed porch one night when no one was home. And in the complete silence, we heard a really loud pig squeal, like right next to us. It sounded like it was in the enclosed area with us. It was so loud. Sure, people have horses and chickens around. I didn't think any neighbors owned pigs, though. It also didn't quite sound like a pig, more like a man making a pig noise. I can't emphasize this enough. It was one of the weirdest sounds I've ever heard. The scariest thing was how displaced the sound was. I mean, even if their next-door neighbor had a pig, it would have been far enough away to be a lot quieter. We bolted inside and locked the door immediately.
0: Holy shit. That is creepy. Yes.
1: What is wrong with, you know, it was somebody. Maybe. I don't know. That's weird. weird.
0: Yeah, it's weird.
1: My dad owns a plot of land in South Central Illinois. It consists of crop fields and woods. My dad's nephew, call him T, and his wife, B, live in a trailer next to an auction barn they own. One night, B was home alone, their porch faces the road, and they have a street light by their circle drive, on their ground, not the road. B saw a silhouette walk across the porch, his shadow visible on the door window. She later heard scratching on the screen of the window. She had enough. She grabbed T's handgun and opened the door. There was no car in the circle drive other than her own. She screamed something like, I got a gun and I'm not afraid to kill you, motherfucker. The scratching stopped.
0: Fuck yeah, it did.
1: (laughs) When I was about 13 and exploring the woods, I found a pillowcase with a jewelry box, a bunch of cheap kids' jewelry, a couple keychains, a school ID for a girl in fourth grade, and a couple other little girl things. I didn't think much of it at the moment, but a couple of days later, I went back to get it and it was gone. I still wish I could remember the girl's name or even the school she went to because I have a feeling something horrible happened. I grew up in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas, 10 miles outside of a town that doesn't even have a stoplight, just so you guys have a picture of how rural it was. The scariest sound I've ever heard is a mountain lion scream. You can never get used to that sound. Hmm. So I live in a very heavily wooded area. This is a place where the closest town is seven miles away, and there's only about 100 people in it. So my family and the few neighbors we have are very secluded. Anyway, when I was about 12-ish, I was sitting on my front porch eating mac and cheese because it was a nice day out. While I'm eating, I noticed something sort of strange in the woods in front of our house. I had sat on my front porch so many times that I was used to how the view looked, so I immediately noticed that the view looked different. Probably about 150 feet in front of our house was a giant black mass. At first, I thought it it may be a black bear, as they are fairly common here. But the adventurous kid I was, I went to investigate. As I got close to it, I could see that it was actually a giant burnt black stump, ratwood or root root wad, and all I don't know what that is. (laughs) It had been totally scorched, so the entire thing was pitch black, and it was massive. It easily weighed two hundred pounds. This was strange, as we hadn't cut down any trees lately, and we certainly hadn't burned any stumps. I showed my mom, and she was equally as confused, but just kind of brushed it off. After school the next day, I went to check on it again with my dogs, but when I got to the spot, it was gone. A giant 200-pound stump had just vanished, and there was no drag marks or anything. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: And, and I was thinking when they first said that, like, Like they said, they've sat on their porch, you know, a hundred times, and they would have noticed at least a tree there at some point. So
1: that's super weird. I used to live in the middle of nowhere. We had one neighbor whose house we couldn't even see through the trees and hills. On the other side of us, up another hill, there was a dirt road that basically went nowhere. At the beginning of the dirt road, there was this old abandoned church, which made it automatically creepy. Anyway, berries used to grow down this dirt road so we'd go pick them on the way back one day we got an extremely strong scent of cologne a quick scan didn't show anyone but every time the wind blew we got another whiff still don't know where the scent was coming from but it creeped me out big time you don't think about how no one could hear you scream until you're forced to No, i live out in the country there are maybe five houses on my long dirt road last week my neighbor asked if he could come over to talk to us about something He didn't knock, just walked right in and had a loaded gun with him. Uh, He started talking a mile a minute about a war coming to our road, knowing people who are 300 years old, vampires walking out of the woods, being able to see the Matrix code, etc. Oh, God. He had a hospital bracelet on his wrist. Turns out he decided to go off his medication and was in a manic depressive state.
0: Oh, no. That's sad and scary.
1: Yeah. Loaded shotgun? Yeah. And a crazy person? Mm. Not good. No. As a kid, we had free range of the woods behind my friend's house. It was out pretty much in the middle of nowhere, and we could go out there for hours and never see another soul. One time, one of the younger kids was ran straight into barbed wire and got his whole front cut up because he hadn't been wearing a shirt. Mm. It was really weird because this was just in the middle of the woods, so why was there barbed wire hung at the height a seven-year-old could run into?
0: Oh, God, that's creepy. I
1: live by the Adriatic coast of Italy. One summer night of 2013, I was with some friends on the beach having a party, when at around 1 a.m. I climbed the rocks to find a place to piss. There was a full moon, and I could see very clearly. I walked away from the beach until I saw a small cove, a small sandy bay, invisible from the inland but easily reachable from the rocks. I thought it was the best spot to relieve my bladder and went there. As I neared, I distinctly saw that there was a man. A fat, very big man in his 50s, sitting in the sand doing absolutely nothing, his head tucked in his arms. I should have known better, but I moved closer and asked if he needed anything, thinking he might have been feeling unwell. He raised his bull-like head and started screaming madly to get away from him lest he killed me by cracking your head on the
0: rocks. Oh,
1: God. I scrambled and ran like crazy back to my friends. I turned backwards and I was relieved to find that he wasn't following me. We called the police who came and discovered that he was mentally ill. He was a mentally ill person who hadn't taken his medication and his family had declared missing in the afternoon. They managed to reassure him without resorting to violence and escorted him back to his... Habitation? (laughs) I don't know. It was the only time that I
0: really feared for my life. Oh, my gosh. And that was it. All right. Uh, I really don't know what these are, but I'm assuming they're scary stories. Okay. First, when my mom and older sister describe how I used to randomly start crying and asking where my mom was, even when she was right in front of me. When my mom would try to comfort me by saying she was right there, I would shout for my other mom. I would then describe this person who apparently always held a bloody hammer. They Ugh. said it scared them out of their wits, but one day when I was two years old, they tried and asked me about it, and I couldn't remember anything. Ugh. What the fuck? No way. Ugh. Next one. It was 1978 or so. I was in my college house making dinner. I yelled upstairs to one of my roommates that dinner was almost ready. She yelled back, Okay, I'll be there in a minute. She never came down. Halfway through dinner, someone got annoyed and went up to get her. Turns out she was gone, like completely gone, nowhere to be found. But that wasn't even the weirdest part. There was nothing missing from her room, but no one ever heard from her again. What? Just like that, she disappeared and became an official missing person. A year later, they found a skeleton in a nearby garden, but the authorities quickly ruled out the possibility that it could be her. Her name was Bev Gold, and I still wonder to this day what on earth happened.
1: That is creepy. Oh my gosh, I got chills.
0: Yeah. What the hell? I don't know. That is creepy. Ugh. Next one. A long time ago, I when I was just a kid, I was staying over at a friend's house one night. In the middle of the night, I woke up to what sounded like someone walking around in the attic above us. I thought nothing more of it and went back to sleep. The next morning when I woke up, I was greeted by a truly terrifying sight. On his ceiling, there were footprints in a perfect circle around the light bulb. It was as if someone had been walking around on the ceiling upside down around the light fixture. I showed it to him, and he just shrugged. He said he thought his house was, his house was haunted, but it didn't bother him. I couldn't believe it. That was thirty years ago, and I still remember it like it was yesterday. Mm. That is scary that is. I worked as a night auditor at an old hotel. One night around 2 a.m., I got a call from the pool room, which was supposed to be closed. I picked up the phone to answer, and all I heard was very heavy breathing. I hung up the phone to check the cameras, and all the lights were on in the pool room. I go down the hallway to kick out whoever was in there. As I get close to the glass door, it's so cold that I can see my breath. The door is completely fogged over, and all the lights are out. I open the door, and the light above me comes on, because they're motion sensor lights. I'm looking around, but I don't see anything. Then the light comes on across the pool from me, but again, nothing is there. Then every light in a path begins to light up around one side of the pool as if something is walking toward me. I ran out of there so fast and locked myself in the manager's office and stayed until sunrise, but the worst was yet to come. I had played it off in my head that it was insects causing the motion sensor lights to go off. I was telling my manager about the whole spooky experience, thinking he would get a good laugh. When I told him about the phone call from the pool, he didn't laugh at all. He asked me if I was 100% positive the caller ID said the pool room. And I said, yeah. Then he told me that there hasn't been a phone in the pool room for 30 years. I told him there was no way because that would be impossible. I knew what I saw on the call display. He told me to go look for myself. I looked, and there was no phone. I didn't believe in the supernatural at all before that, but to this day, no matter how many ways I try to rationalize it, I just can't. It's completely unexplainable. (laughs) Creepy. 30 years without a phone. Phantom
1: phone calls again. Mm -mm. And
0: heavy breathing next one when my son was not even three years old yet he came to my room and kept telling me the lady was in his and his sister's room i was half asleep and dismissed it and told him to snuggle up in my bed with me so he got in my bed but every few minutes he kept waking me up to tell me about the lady then he says that she is at my bedroom door in an effort to show him there's no lady and we should just go back to sleep i pick him up and walk him in the dark out of my room We stand in the hall and I say, see, there's no lady. His reaction terrified me. He points his finger down the hall where there is nothing at all to see and says, Mama, she's right there. That's the lady and this is her house. Nothing, not even a shadow where he was pointing. I kind of just tried not to show he was freaking me out and said, okay, she must be a nice lady and took him back to my bed where he promptly fell asleep and I stayed awake for hours thinking this lady in my 100 plus year old apartment must be hanging out and watching me sleep. That is creepy. Mm -hmm. Next one, my boyfriend's younger brother and I were taking a bike ride down the street to the shops late one afternoon. As we got onto the main road, we noticed a dude across the street heading in the opposite direction. He's walking with a limp, his head is bowed, and he's got a plastic bag in his hand. We're only a few meters away from him when he crosses the street onto our side. As the the brother rides past him, the stranger lifts his head up and smiles in his direction as they pass each other. I'm a little while behind, so I don't pay much attention to this. That is until bro stops, turns around, and gives me a funny look. Just as this guy is passing him by, I still don't think too much of it at this point, assuming that he just stopped to let me catch up. As soon as I myself passed the stranger and made eye contact with him, I realized that this was not the case. When the stranger looked over and nodded at me, I saw nothing in his eyes. When I say nothing, I mean like black pits where his eyes should have been, or just an eyeball that looked entirely black. I don't know how else to describe it. When I finally catch up with, with bro, we stop around the corner and he says to me, did you see that? "'You mean his eyes?' I asked. "'Yeah, it looked like they weren't even there,' he replied. "'We then kind of sat there for a while, processing what we had just both seen. "'Had the brother not relayed this same feeling and experience to me as I had felt "'when I, when the stranger looked at me, I doubt I would have ever thought anything of it. "'I probably would have just assumed it was the light angles playing tricks on me "'or some such thing. "'It was a sunny afternoon, so glare certainly could have played a part.' He couldn't have been wearing contacts, I don't know, but none of those explanations feel like they fit. We got home later on and told everyone what happened, but no one believed us. They still don't to this day. Creepy. That is creepy. Next one, my family moved into a new house when I was 11 years old. The previous owners were a family and the mom had passed of cancer. They sold the house shortly after she passed. Growing up, my sister and I always had an uneasy feeling about that house. Strange things would happen, but everything had a plausible explanation, except for one time when I was 16. In the middle of the night, I was having trouble sleeping. While I was laying there in my bed, the door to my room opened on its own. I could hear footsteps come into my room. I couldn't see anyone, but I felt like someone was in my room. Ever have someone come up behind you while you're on the computer? It felt like that. I could hear the footsteps get closer to my bed, then right next to me appeared compression on my bed, like an invisible person was sitting there. I could even feel the weight shift. I reached out to touch the compression, and all of a sudden a bunch of blue static electricity shot out from the spot I touched. I screamed and ran out of my room, waking the entire house. I couldn't explain what I saw that night. I was almost questioning my own sanity, and that's why I don't tell this story often. For the record, I was 100% sober at the time. Also, because I could move, I don't think it was sleep paralysis. The strange thing is that years later, my sister ran into the daughter of the previous family. She told my sister that her mom had actually passed in the house and not at the hospital. Next one, I had a close friend and roommate who came down to breakfast one morning very disturbed about a dream in which his parents were disappearing and saying goodbye to him. He was very upset by the dream, which was not in his nature. I had never seen him bothered by anything before. He was always a very happy, charismatic guy. Later, we get a phone call with the awful news that his parents, who lived on the other side of the world, had in fact both passed that night in a car accident. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Uh, next one. A woman I knew began to have pain and fatigue and a whole suit of other vague symptoms shortly after being treated for Mast- mastitis. Mastitis. Mastitis? Mastitis. is what it looks like. I'm going with mastitis. <laughs> mastitis. I don't think that's what it is. It's M-A-S-T-I-T-I-S. <laughs> What's that? What's the word after it? There is no word oh. after it. After being treated for mastitis. <laughs> Mastitis. That's... (laughs) As she recently had a baby. Does that help? I... No, it doesn't. I'll go with Mastitis. She... Okay, she went to the doctor who pretty much dismissed her. She continued for years to suffer with extreme fatigue, migraines, low-grade fevers, etc., without any relief. She got diagnosed with fibromyalgia pretty much as a no one knows what the heck it is, so we'll stick a label on it and call it good. She got referred to psychologists, and even her husband started losing patience with her. One night, she'd made up her mind to wait until her husband was at work and her daughter was at school the next morning, then take an overdose of pills. As she was falling asleep, though, she heard a voice loud and clear tell her, it's your implants, get them taken out. She'd had breast implants years before when she had done some modeling she called a plastic surgeon and set up a consultation and midway into describing her symptoms the surgeon interrupted her by saying that she'd seen this before and the implants had to come out as soon as possible when the surgeon removed them they were black Ugh. they were completely full of mold which was <gasps> which had been playing merry havoc on this woman's immune system once the implants were out and she was treated with an antifungal she recovered quickly Oh, and her husband felt terrible for doubting her when he saw the black implants. Ugh. Ew. it's moldy. Ugh. It's horrible.
1: That's nasty. I heard,
0: I read online this week that a lot of women are just, are taking their implants out because they're like popping and they can cause a lot of problems. Well, it's because they shouldn't do it in the
1: first place. Yeah. yeah.
0: I almost did it. Did I ever I, Yeah. That? Yeah, I thought you were going to. I almost did Hmm. I decided to lose weight instead. Oh, that's better. Yeah. And then I gained it all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you didn't because that's not right. Okay, next one. When I was in summer school, I went to see the school nurse for something. She looked at me in surprise and said, why are you still here? I was confused, so I asked her what she meant. She said you were here about 20 minutes ago and said you were going to stop coming to summer school. We had a whole conversation about it, but you insisted on leaving. Now you're back. What's going on? I was stunned as I had been in class all along. Doppelganger. That is creepy. Yeah, it is. It's like, don't be
1: having serious conversations with other people
0: about me. Don't tell people I'm going to stop going to summer school. That's not cool. (laughs) Next one, I was driving home late one night, somewhere between 1 and 3 a.m. The stretch of road I was driving goes through a back end of a couple counties in the deep south. Nothing around but forest fields and an occasional group of shacks huddled under a light that only barely keeps away the night. I'd driven the stretch of road many times before, even at this time of night, so it really wasn't a big deal, just a long trip. Since there was rarely any traffic that night, that time of night, I was able to turn the stereo up and push the pedal down. And then I came to this bridge. Nothing really noteworthy about it. It's not ancient or covered bridge or all that spooky. Just a concrete span over swampland, trees growing right up over the edge and trying, and turning the road into a dim trail at the bottom of a dark canyon. I didn't think anything of it until that night. It was humid out, and as the temperature dropped, there was a little bit of fog. Not enough to really slow me down, but I had to turn off the high beams. So I'm shooting across the bridge, and it hits me that it seems to be taking longer than normal to get across it. Maybe I was just tired. Maybe my mind was playing tricks on me. And then I thought, as I finally get, got to the end of it, I saw a figure walking on the opposite side of the road. At first, no big deal. A guy walking in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night probably lives nearby, probably not sober. Watch them to make sure they didn't fall, out of the, uh, fall in front of the car, but my mind is already racing. I mean, this is out in the middle of nowhere. There are no houses around, no lights but the stars, and my headlights stabbing out in the darkness. And as I whiz by, going way too fast for my own good, I notice two terrifying things. First, the figure is wearing what appears to be a straight jacket, the sleeves undone and the straps trailing on the ground. Second, it has no face. (laughs) Not like there's no head there. There's a head shape and the place where a face should be, but no face. Just an expanse of darkness that I took to be his skin. I talked it up to going really fast contrast between the white jacket and dark skin at night and thinking creepy thoughts. I mean, surely I couldn't have just seen that. I tried to spot him in my rearview mirror, but it was so dark there was nothing to be seen. I slowed down a little, and I was suddenly off at the end of the bridge and on a normal two-lane blacktop again. I briefly considered turning around and seeing what it was. Surely it was just a trick of the light or my mind playing tricks on me, right? That is creepy. The straight jacket alone. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's they saw that pretty clearly if they saw the sleeves dragging yeah. on the ground. Oh, my gosh. That's always creepy, though. No Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, next one. In 1990. No. In 1988, my wife and I were renting a refurbished house that was part of a log cabin from the 1700s. I was on the John in the bathroom when I heard three very loud knocks on the wall beneath the bathroom window. I looked out the window and there was nothing. Thirty seconds later, it happened again, and again, nothing outside. Later, my wife and I decided to plant some stuff beneath the bathroom window outside. When we dug about four inches down, we hit a concrete slab. Turns out the bathroom used to be the front door to the log house. Spooky oh, as heck! I got chills. I know. <laughs> Next one, we lived near an American Civil War battlefield and cemetery for a few years. There were trails through the woods that we would hike a lot. One day we were looking at the cemetery, and my wife hears me walk up to her. We were the only ones there, so she turns to say something. Well, I'm nowhere nearby. I'm on the other side looking at a canyon at a cannon. From that day on we started experiencing things that were just odd. My wife's car was always kept in the garage, and its inside mirror kept moving overnight. It wasn't dropping from a loose fitting. It would just be in a random direction. Sometimes it would be pointed up, other times sideways. Weird, but I dismissed it as her bumping it while getting her purse or other items when getting out. Then her car went into the shop, and the next morning I went to go to work, and the mirror in my truck, which I always parked in the driveway with the doors locked, was moved upwards. Next morning, same thing, different direction. She got her car back, and my mirror never moved again. There were little goofy things, too, typical haunting stuff, like things moved, the sense of somebody behind you, etc. Also, our house was a ranch style, with a master bedroom on the first floor, and our son's bedroom on the second, right above ours. The flooring job was substandard, so we heard his every movement. He started going to the bathroom, which was down the hallway, and halfway across the second floor from his room a lot. Yet every time we'd go check on him, he'd be asleep. So one night, we decided to catch him coming out of the bathroom for no reason other than to make sure he was okay and to tell him to quit stomping like an elephant because, come morning, he never remembered going. We never were able to. Every time he'd go to the bathroom, one of us would head upstairs while the other stayed in bed. We wouldn't hear him return, and the other would find him asleep in the bed. The next morning, we asked him if he was up and walking around that last night. His reply made me turn white as a sheet. He said no, but that for weeks something would walk up to and away from his door, but not open it. My wife turned to the room and said, You're welcome to hang around, but please stop walking up to our son's room all night. You're scaring him. The footsteps never reoccurred after that, although the car mirror thing kept, kept going on. Could she have been pranking me? Maybe. But one of the times my truck mirror was moved was after I had gotten home and I went to the store a couple hours later. The only set of keys to it had never left my pocket. Could our son have been pranking us? Again, possible, but the darn flooring was so bad in one spot that even our cat walking over it caused it to squeak, making it nearly impossible for him to get back to his bedroom without us noticing. Hmm. And this is my last one. I used to work at a place that had to be manned 24 hours a day. I handled sensitive documents and files, and if someone needed some this information in the middle of the night, I would have to fetch it for them or confirm that I had it. So security was really tight. I'm talking bars on the windows and multiple locked doors to get where I am. They would give me work to do during the night, but they underestimated how quickly I could get it done, So like most nights, this one, I finished my work like 30 to 45 minutes and pulled out my phone and played games. No one else was in the building with me. I was getting to be the last third of my shift when all of a sudden I hear a door close. I look at the security camera and see someone walking down the hall toward my room. At first I thought it was just someone who came in ridiculously early, so I turned around and waited for them to come in, but nobody came in. Now the hair starts rising on the back of my neck. I decide I've got to do something about this or I'll go crazy. This isn't a really big building, so I figure I'll find the guy wherever he is and start checking offices and storage rooms. I come up empty-handed, but I do see that a fire door had shut. I go to try and rewind the camera, but the digital recording is password-protected, and I didn't know the password. The whole thing freaked me out. I mean, the way the person was walking down the hall like a determined walk right to where I was... So I sit with my spine tingling for the last couple hours of my shift, and finally people start coming in. My replacement shows up, and I tell her what I saw. At this point, I figured I must have imagined the whole thing. I'm told to go home, and the manager and the girl who replaced me would look over the camera. After getting home, I call my manager to ask what was on the camera. They said that the video showed the door, the fire door closing, but then the video froze for about an hour, and the next thing it records is me reopening the door. Mm. Creepy.
1: That was it. All right. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. I just did funny tweets. Okay. The key to looking amazing is looking like shit most of the time, so it's more of a surprise. Hey, that's a great idea. (laughs) So unfair that noon is the only time that gets a nickname. Gonna start calling 4 p.m. bonky. (laughs) That's funny. I do not want to have a career. I want to sit on the porch. Hey, I want that. Me too. Just because Benifer are thriving doesn't mean you should call your ex. Or does it? I don't know. Maybe just a text to test the waters. No, a sext. <laughs> <laughs> How about no? Yeah, really. One time I went to a bar alone and felt embarrassed, so I told everyone around me I got stood up and they bought me drinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great.
1: You should be allowed to choke people during laser tag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I've never done laser tag, so I don't know. I
0: think know. you should be allowed to choke people when they piss you off. Yes. I will... Re- I will
1: restart the whole song if I breathe too loud over my favorite part. <laughs> Commenting, adopt, don't shop on my friend's pregnancy announcements. Oh. <laughs> Clueless is a sci-fi movie for real. That outfit, try on computer software, still doesn't exist. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm surrounded by loads of 18-year-olds at work yesterday. They were shocked to find out that I'm 23. And one last said, I hope I look that good when I'm 23. Uh, I'm 23 and not 53.
0: Holy Am shit. I supposed to
1: have wrinkles? Kids are dumb. Yes, they are. Teenage girls should get really into politics so that men don't like it anymore. (laughs) My dad invited his friend Barry over via text on his day off. Turned out he invited the wrong Barry. Currently, the wrong Barry is here, whilst everybody else is doing their best to pretend he isn't the wrong Barry, and I'm silently shrieking.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, that's sad.
1: (laughs) Me. I got a Juneteenth t-shirt. I'm wearing it. Mom, I got Juneteenth skin. I'm aware of that. <laughs> How does the Advil know which body part to go
0: to? I wanna know that. Alright, that's all I got. Alright, well thank you guys so much for listening. Send in your stories. We need them badly. You're probably gonna you're probably hearing a bunch <laughs> of stuff we've already read. So send in your stories. Goals night out podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Uh, recommend us on there, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye. Hello. Okay. I was thinking about Jacob the other day. How were you? Mm-hmm. Wondering if he's sticking around. I think he was just passing through. I think so, too.
1: Just, just wanted to Caught us- him as he was going by. He
0: was like, hey, I'm Jake. Just, Jacob. Just wanted us to know his name. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And then you told him to get the fuck out. (laughs) I decided he was already gone by then. Oh, okay. So he didn't hear that. No.